I used to walk All past right. Wyatt Snack a lot and just nod. <laughs> he seems like a guy you nod at. You just nod. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to stop. You're not going to talk. You're not nope. really. It's just going to be like, keep going. Hey, Wyatt. Whiskey drink, another lot. <laughs> oh, God. Right. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba television podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hi, Tori. And uh, Stanley Yelnats, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know Stanley Yelnats? I do. Stanley Yelnats is the same frontwards and backwards. He's the main character in uh, the book Holes. Also, the movie Holes. Played um, by Shia LaBeouf. Never seen it nor read it. Oh, my God. You've never seen that movie? Nope. Tori? No. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> we were never going to get that reference. Were we supposed to have seen Holes? You've never seen Holes? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I have not. I think it has Shia and it has... Um, uh, 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 Sigourney Weaver, and um, what's his fucking face? Uh, John Voight. Just a terrific kids movie. Just like one of the best. One of my mm-hmm. favorites. And it, when I read it, uh, for some reason, it's as though I'm drunk because my southern accent comes completely out. And I read the whole thing in an unintentional southern accent. Okay. Um, oh, well, so here's one thing about it, Dustin, is that it mm-hmm. is a... Kids movie that uh-huh. came out in two thousand three, right? Uh-huh. And so, for Tori and myself, I feel I don't want to speak for Tori, but we were in college. Yeah, and so, and because we don't have children, right? Um, it's unlikely well, I, that we would seek it out, and it's not I, animated, so of course Tori wouldn't. Right. 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 <laughs> I was going to ask if it's a cartoon, <laughs> but you know, thanks for I, getting in there, Dan. Yeah, I had I had completed law school and I didn't have kids but I still went and saw it. Well, you're a LaBeouf completist. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Noted LaBeouf completist. Uh, One day we will get into Dustin's deep dive about Even Stevens. um, Oh my God. Both the series and the movie. Um, Oh. Wait, is there an Even Stevens movie? I don't know. There probably is, right? There's some TV movie, I bet. I would have thought it was Holes. Even Stevens, the movie just sounds like it existed on the Disney Channel. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Um, it was a TV movie. Yeah. Holes is right? really good, y'all. And if you haven't seen it for some weird reason, I thought just everyone had seen that. Uh, <laughs> that you should. <laughs> and you guys are like, haven't even heard of it. That's crazy. I mean, I had heard the title, but. I didn't know it was a book. Uh, I did not it know it was a book. It won the Newbery Award. That's an award for children's for books. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm drinking uh, Austin Street again this week. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> oh, there wasn't even Stevens movie. It was in 2003. <laughs> oh, the same year as Holes. He year. was yeah. very yeah. busy. It was a banner year for Shia LaBeouf and for Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Dustin. You're drinking Austin what? 
Uh, the same thing I drank last week, uh, Austin Street uh, Pale Ale, which is a local uh, beer in Portland, Maine. Folagash. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Folagash? Yeah. Fake Allagash. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I'm drinking Green State Lager. Because it was literally the only alcohol in the house was one can in the back of the fridge. I have the opposite of a magic uh, liquor cabinet. Oh yeah, there's only it's only one. Well, one just, one beer could be magical. It's a pretty it's a tall one. Okay, there what, you go. What is your most famous uh, like uh, craft beer in Vermont? Oh, um, what is your Allagash in Vermont? Oh, so I don't. No, I mean, so the the main ones are Magic Hat, um, Long Trail, Otter Creek, which now is owned by Long Trail, but I used mm. to work at Otter Creek, um, and then and then uh, what's it called? The ones who do um, Focal Banger and Focal Banger. Well, no, and then the other one. Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on it. It's the really high alcohol pale ale. That like knocks you on your butt. I don't know. Hold um, on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Heady Topper. And th- so oh, those Hedy- are both. Oh, oh, by, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are both by the Alchemist. So Heady Topper was the one that um, they don't distribute it very widely. So there was there's literally like a black market <laughs> for no, getting for selling buying Heady Topper in Vermont and then selling it to people like around the U.S., like people who my, just are beer nuts and they want it and they can't get it. My brother-in-law uh, would go to Vermont before he moved to Vermont, and he would just fill up his entire car of Hetty Topper, just completely full. Yeah. You could fit nobody else, no passengers, no nothing. It was just Hetty Topper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and it, I mean, it's good. I don't know that it's carload good. <laughs> Especially because it literally, like, you drink one. It's not like, you know, some people, when they drink beer, it's because they want to be able to have a couple, and it's like a social thing. Like, you drink a heady topper, and you are just drunk. Done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had a very interesting Christmas accidentally. um, I I gave one to my dad, and I forgot that he only drinks Labatt Blue, which is basically water. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So he unintentionally got entirely too drunk. (laughs) Oh, that was a great Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you drinking, Dan? Uh, as for me, I uh, I opened a new bottle from the Magic Liquor Cabinet. It's a uh, bottle of Jura Twelve Year Whiskey. Um, it's wow. uh, Jura from the Isle of Jura, a tiny island in Scotland, where there are only like two hundred people, and I think everybody works at the at the. Uh, distillery and it's like a company town and you can't go against the, the company because that's how you end up in the ocean um, have they I, unionized uh, I think no I mean I don't know I don't know how things work in Scotland do they have unions um, maybe <laughs> I don't know and also uh, I heard about this uh, I mean I've had Jura before but uh, this Jura the whiskey that I learned about on a different podcast and now occasionally buy <laughs> Um, to have in the in the whiskey cabinet, um, 
Did you open it up in order to celebrate uh, the second season renewal of that show you don't watch? What's it called, oh. Tori? Oh, Kung Fu. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is that is a that is just a pure coincidence that I oh. happened to open a really? new bottle uh, on the same day. So you that, you uh, hadn't heard that Kung Fu got renewed for a second season on the CW? I, I actually had not heard that news. Um, oh. Huh. I and, feel uh, like I feel like somebody would have told you. Yeah. That randomly. Is, that's that's weird. I mean, look, I was out all day in you know in, in the world and not Living that not busy at LA phone. lifestyle. Just like sometimes you sometimes you just don't you just take a take a personal day. You know, mm. you go out in the world, you go to a park. It's nice. You don't look at your phone. Um, <laughs> don't answer call. your agent's calls. <laughs> you you ignore calls from and texts from people, and then mm. uh, and then you come back and you record a podcast. Um, mm. Okay, so yes, it's it's Kung Fu Corner time, Tori. Uh, uh, Kung Fu, yes, was renewed for season two. So congratulations Woo-hoo. to all those involved with that show. <laughs> yes. Congratulations yeah. to the entire cast and crew, particularly the ones who come third on the end credits. Um, uh, yeah. Don't know who that is. But, um, he or yeah, she I can't or think of they, his name uh, off the top of my head. I'm sure are, are having a great day. With possibly some whiskey. Possibly uh, some whiskey. So, yes. Yeah, so Kung Fu got renewed. Mm-hmm. And it just aired its fourth episode, so you know, not bad. We're not even halfway through the season, and it got renewed. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Lots uh, of character development this week. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, did you wait? Did you guys clock the? It was it was kind of like the next gen smirk on Henry during the fight scene. He kind of he did like a. It was it was sort of a wink smirk at one of the bad guys. It was amazing. Ah. <laughs> uh, I just, I want him to be cocky about Nikki all the time. Anyway, um, yes. So what we have is the Nikki's kind of mission this week was more in line with the overall, the overarching um, mystery. So she was like going for a box that contained the scabbard to the sword that Zalan has. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a whole like heist thing. And she learned about like Henry's backstory because... Smarmy white guy. Oh, my God. Smarmy white guy who does not understand boundaries. <laughs> Narc. Oh, my God. Like, one, don't be looking this guy up. Two, don't repeat his juvenile record to somebody. Seriously? Like, oh, my God. Like, no sense of boundaries. She it's is my so understanding much uh, that, and I only have a limited understanding of the show, but I, mm. it, it, it sounds like he was just trying to protect her. And you know, yeah. Doing, yeah, doing well, his, yeah. Boundaries are important in relationships. That's true. So he also has a girlfriend, so he needs to just like back it up, fuck up. Um, Anyway, you need to be uh, a lot better looking in order to have the uh, right to protect. I would, I would like to see, I would like to see him smirk. Okay, let's not, let's just like settle down on the personal attacks. All right, I'm just saying (laughs) they should have a smirk off. Um, Oh, oh, and then um, Althea. Please take your shirt off more. It's true. We always want that. Um, Althea had her, uh, it was like a a dinner party between uh, her fiancé's parents and her parents, and uh, that got a little dramatic, um, but uh-huh. it also, she finally revealed to Nikki, and it kind of was brewing the whole time, um, what had happened between her and her boss. So she uh-huh. was a victim of a um, kind of a, a workplace sexual assault. Uh-huh. Um, so that was, yeah, that kind of 
it was very well done. I think the way that the the storyline played out and and because mm-hmm. um, it's it's one angle that we don't see a lot, which is kind of the it, it it all comes to a head because there's a reporter who is trying to do the story, who's trying to Ronan Farrow it. Right. Um, so it's kind of the the look at what it's like to be one of the women um, mm-hmm. on the other on you know in on the story who who is afraid of coming forward. So it's right, not even right. the legal repercussions; it's the press angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so but the dinner party was, a, you know, the stuff going on with her was sad, but the the stuff with with their parents. I love mom and dad on this show. <laughs> Me too. They're the best. <laughs> oh my God. When they're toasting the champagne and giggling and, oh, mm-hmm. oh, they're the best. Um, and Ryan had a date this week and, oh, anyway. So there was a lot of very, very good, um, moving forward on all of the story points. But again, it's really Henry Smirk, man, that, <laughs> So the thing that I love is that Nikki, like, because so, it's like it's Nikki storylines are normally it's either the mystery or social justice and right. she'll have a reason to fight. But right. it's never like she's not going into it like I'm going to kick ass. It's always like, oh, you know, this time it'll be a bet or this time it'll, you know, there's a something will I'll have to escape. So I have to punch through a door as one right. does. Like there's always right. a reason for her to fight, but it's never like that is the whole point. But what I like about Henry as a character and like them as kind of a duo on the show is that, <laughs> that it is always like she is the badass and he mm-hmm. is com- he can hold his own, but he is completely content to let her just do her thing. Right. And it's just, you know, like proud, not even proud, just just kind of like, I'm just going to stand back and go for it. Just you do you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very supportive that way. Yeah. And it seems to enjoy her. <laughs> I did think that there was a lot of we talk for this soon in the series. Like, fourth episode, then they were saying we a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see a guy like that. I mean, sure, you, sure. You say we. I mean, and... And, <laughs> and she trusts him enough to give up that scabbard? The scabbard, yeah. yeah. And based on the way that you've described the show to me, because, of course, I don't watch you the don't show. Watch it, right, yeah. right. Uh, they, they, they have... They did break into, uh, I believe, two places now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, that's a that's a pretty. It's a partnership. You you break. Right. Yeah, when you commit, you know, larceny together, <laughs> you you know, you kind of have to, you know, right. partner right. in crime. Right. right. And was Maybe there anything soon. else that happened between uh, between any of the characters that that was significant, like uh, like uh, between Nikki and Henry? Example. Oh, they did. Ki- they yeah, they did make out. Oh, it was a good kiss too. It was a very good kiss. I don't know if uh, I'm talking about the making out. I'm asking you. They oh, did. They like... kissed in a car. Oh. It was. Very they romantic. kissed a couple times. It was. It was there was lovely. some artistic choices made in that scene too, with the with the headlights from cars passing by. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I kept, I kept thinking that somebody was going to get out of the car and try to beat them up. I don't know if that was the intention. <laughs> I was like, why are the cars going up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, things. It's L.A. It's a city. Things could happen. It's San Francisco. Oh yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> whatever. Uh, um, yes. All in all, uh, a very entertaining episode. Even though, um, oh man, yeah, the stuff with Althea is is very yeah serious and sad. Yeah. So. But handled well. But handled well. Right. And 
And it's coming back for more, so we don't have to worry about them telling the entire story in one season. That's true. That does mean that there will be more adventures and uh, probably more Kung Fu Corner. So I wonder, so let's speculate wildly, Dustin, while no (laughs) one is here to tell us anything. So, okay. So it just got renewed in episode four. Um, Mm. But, you know, considering the way these productions go, they've probably already done the finale. So not knowing if you're coming back for a second season, what do you think would get wrapped up in the finale? Like, I'm assuming Nikki will run into, like, you're leading up to a confrontation with Zalon, right? right? Yes. Do you think all of the, the mystical weapons will be found this season? No. No? No way. So no you way. think that that's going to continue into the next seasons? Oh, yeah. Um, There'll be, like, a big showdown with her in the end, but, you know, it'll be, like, the end of Shadow and Bone. Yeah, like she'll like Zalan will get away, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that? Well, do you think Nikki will get out of this season with the sword? Because she clearly is like destined to use that sword. Like that's her sword. Now. Yes. Yeah, you think she'll get it? Okay. Yeah. Huh. And like, obviously. Oh, by the way. Um, we got to the scene where when um, smarmy white guy revealed all the, the history of Henry and Juan immediately was like, I told you he was a bad guy. I told you Henry was a bad guy. I'm like, no, the whole point is that he w- isn't a bad guy. He just has a, like, you know, he made right. some mistakes in the past. And Juan's like, I don't know. Told you he was going to be the bad guy. Hmm. Um, but so I'm assuming like, I can't imagine they're going to introduce any other love interests. Like, it has to be... Oh, God. I think that's the one challenge with the show, is that, like, you're not going to get better than Henry. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so what are they going to do in season two to complicate that romance? Well, this is a lot oh. of very interesting speculation that I have hmm. no opinions on. But um, The white guy's going to get more involved in season two. No, he's going to get married and just no, leave no. them alone. <laughs> He can be a no. He needs to. He needs to focus on the relationship he has, and let Nikki go. For That's him. not happen. You just watch too many CW shows. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> He's going to turn out to be a vampire. <laughs> well, we will see if either of you are right, or Juan, because Juan also participated uh, yes. through you, Tori. So yes. And I still think the fiance is bad news, but you know, whatever. How do you? So, what do you think is bad about him? I don't know. There's just something. What's something he into? Up. I don't think they're going to get married. I think it's going to get called off, and 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 because he's in, into something. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think he's interesting enough to be into something. I think he's exactly what he appears to be, which no is just that. legal help. <laughs> completely platonic <laughs> legal help like occasionally used to you know come in at the last minute and no 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 I'm talking about the, the sister's fiance oh the sister's fiance yeah, oh sorry I, I think, thought you meant no, no, white no. guy. the sister's oh. fiance I think he's gonna he's bad news somehow no 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 uh, no he's too if anything I am interested so he, he's he might be too good I, but I don't think that makes him bad. 
Uh, it's not a Henry situation where, like, you know, story-wise, he needs to be a bad guy. Right. Um, he just seems, like, very nice and supportive and genuine. I know, but she's such a wonderful character that I don't want to see her settle down into that sort of... With a guy who's nice to <laughs> you her? You don't want to see her with a guy <laughs> I don't want you to be good. happy. <laughs> I just don't want that particular character to get lost in a marriage. Because once you get married, you're, you're married, you know, you're not an interesting person anymore. We all know that. Wow, Dustin. <laughs> I mean, that is, I'm not married, and I'm offended. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am married, and I feel like I just, damn, damn. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Dustin. You know, uh, I, and you can, I mean, you can... for story purposes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know where you can you can you can take your thoughts on story purposes, Dustin. So you can bring them right around to the manifest minute. Yeah, time, for Dustin, to talk about manifest. I, I think we skipped it last week, but it's back. Dustin, uh, please, please. They're let doing us know. double episodes now, and I think they're doing them for the next two weeks again. Oh, should we give you? Two oh, minutes, so you though? get you get twice as much I don't, ma- I don't need, manifest. I don't need two minutes. Yeah, that's right. I do get twice as much. That's exactly what I say. Oh, <laughs> congratulations, Dustin! Thanks. Yeah, congratulations. All right. So this week there was a uh, like a symbol that they uh, decoded to find out it was the last trial. And they applied it to the meth heads. One, two, and three, who've been like the season long arc was about the meth heads. And the last trial was like they had to prove themselves. Uh, like, in order to avoid their death date, they had to prove they were good. And like, two, meth head number two and meth head number three did so. But Jace, meth head number one, like, killed the federal agent and uh, then killed uh, Grace's brother. And. Uh, um, and then the twist in the end was that we find out that the last trial is like a collective thing. So if one fucks up, they all die. And so, like, meth head number one dies, and they're like, oh. And then the two and three are, like, safe, and they're like, oh, whoo. And, like, uh, meth head number two and Paige Jennings from the Americans, like, make out. And they're like, oh, we love you, we love you. And then, boom, meth head number two and number three die, too. It was just like a total tragedy. So, um... It was really dark. I mean, so I called it the best in my, uh, the title of my uh, post was like the best episode to the pilot, which was true. I mean, it's not saying much, but it was true. (laughs) (laughs) You still don't know those characters' names. (laughs) I know the characters' names, but I don't, because people now know them as method number one, number two, and number three. I don't want to confuse them by calling them Jace, Pete, and Corey. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, that weirdly makes less sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so they've done, and now these meth heads were the characters that at the end of last season, yes, fell fell the into ice. the water. Yeah. Or something. Right. And and I and they were not important characters before that. Correct. Okay. But I've been giving a lot of shit to the show about like dropping arcs, and they decided to fuck it. We're going to go with this arc. For six episodes and then kill them off. So and mm. that's completely wasted time. Yeah, I was gonna say. So they built these guys. <laughs> they built these guys up all season and now they're gone. Again. But they gave you a complete story. It's they did. Like. That is true. Okay. A, a tragedy. Right. And we learned nothing about the rest of this, like the overall mythology. 
really. So are they like the the Paolo and what's your name from Lost? Oh yeah. Nikki and Paolo, are they like that? I don't that remember Nikki and Paolo very well. Nikki and Paolo were yes. just the two characters who were kind of like they they were kind of added at a certain point in either season two or three, maybe it was three, and like. They just kind of appeared one day, and it was like, oh, who are these two? And I think that was kind of the joke, was that, like... I mean, the joke among, like, people who watch were, like, Nick and Paolo, who, like, never showed up. And then all of a sudden, oh. these characters just kind of, like, interjecting themselves everywhere. And then they end up getting killed off in kind of, like, an ironic O. Henry-ish twist kind of thing. Um, oh, yeah, but, it was, exactly but it was very much like it. a closed loop of, like, oh, okay, people don't like these characters. And, you know, we tried to introduce some new people. It didn't work. Um or whatever, and then we're we're just going to end that story and like right. never come back to it. Ah, oh, yeah, that, that's absolutely what happened. Oh, okay, I was also thinking the Sand Sisters didn't they come? Oh. Weren't they introduced and then killed off fairly soon thereafter? I don't remember how quickly they were killed off, but they were definitely not never given. Like they were introduced and seemed like they were going to be a big deal, and then were not Weren't. for whatever reason. Yeah, it's yeah. a challenge with it deserted island show is at a certain point like you have to find new ways to cram new right. characters in if you want right. to kill anybody off right but it was funny because it was kind of i remember on lost it was kind of like um like they just showed up and it was so jarring because you knew everybody who was on that island you thought you knew and, I, mean, yeah. I mean everyone who was in the plane right like right. The, not talking about the the others but well because yeah eventually um, you discover a whole town and it's like oh right. there's more people right but like it was just like it, like, it was totally, like, them treating it like, no, they've been here all along. <laughs> you didn't see that. And and everyone kind of reacted them like, oh, yeah, they've been here all along. It's like, that, no, they haven't. No, they haven't. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so that's the Manifest Minute, the best episode since the pilot. And so you're, you're going to be getting two episodes a week. Uh, I think at least the next two weeks, which is also a bummer because it's, it's, I don't know where law and order organized crime or whatever has gone, but it, it got knocked off, which I am enjoying. Hmm. I don't know why I'm enjoying it. Well, I mean, that booty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we all know why. <laughs> and you have Chris Maloney playing, reprising his role from the hit TV show, Happy... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he also filled I, out some pants in that show. I would love it if that was canon within the Law and Order universe, where like he went nuts, became that guy, and came back. No, no, no. He went undercover. Oh yeah, that's right. He went undercover. That's better. <laughs> Organized crime. Oh, he was so good on that show. Mm. Oh, he was man. so. He looked so happy. He really like, did. Like I like just he, let, he was really enjoying himself. Let his freak star shine. Just let mm. him go. Chris Maloney can do so much more than Stabler. <laughs> you mean you get to be a crooked cop, or not a crooked, an abusive cop? But he like. I mean, they he, really deserved it, though. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I'm not sure. That, yeah. Also, and he had a was, he had a sidekick. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was hallucinating, and there was a lot of Oops, blood. I, the, the one scene talk, where he was I wasn't sliding. talking about Happy. I haven't seen it. I'm just talking about in, uh, in Law and Order. He's like a, he's like the rogue cop that beats up all the, oh. beats up everybody in the interrogations. Wait, Got you it. haven't seen Happy? Yeah, that's also where yeah. uh, my brain stopped listening. So wait, you haven't seen the scene where I haven't seen Happy. Chris Maloney is sliding in blood and viscera and turns it into a dance? 
I might have seen that because you might have had a clip that you posted. Maybe. That sounds familiar. You hmm. didn't see the moment where he cuts off, I believe it's a bike assassin's uh, yeah, head. Head, yes. And and he he, he has just the He's best so smile on his face. <laughs> it's just beautific. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, I well, like Dustin, our version better. I do too. Um, Dustin, have you at least watched the also hyper violent show Invincible? Holy shit! How violent is that? <laughs> okay, good. That, that that's finale, a <laughs> the train scene. Holy shit! Oh, that was so. That felt like someone saying like, "Oh, remember the Spider Man train scene? Yeah. And how much you love it? Like, here's here. We're gonna we're gonna here's how that could have gone wrong. We're gonna take your memory of that and <laughs> fuck with your head." Oh, we're just going to crumple it up. <laughs> it's like, remember how bad, like, the Superman, what, and, 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 and Michael Sh- Shannon? Shannon? Yeah. Yes. What, who did he play? Zod? Yeah, well, that Zod. scene where, like, they destroy the whole city, and then, like, right, everybody's when, when like, they, yeah. right. And now in Invincible, they're just like, fuck it, we're going to destroy the city. We're also going to, like, kill everybody violently. Right. Right. Yeah. No, we're going to show you all the people dying. Yes. Yeah. Omni-Man, pre- like, slamming his son so hard into the ground, it causes oh. an avalanche that kills oh, an God. entire town of people. Oh, God. And he's, like, oh. hanging on to that woman and then pulls up her detached arm. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, it God. was, it was like, violent Japanese anime levels of gore. Right. Where, like, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> like, I yeah. have to be in a mood for this. And it I is true. The show just veers so widely because it's like teen superhero learning right. and trying to balance <laughs> his relationships and then just horrible wow. violence. Right, and right. I like that whiplash <laughs> effect, but I can see how some people are just like this. I like yeah. it too, but it does it does make me sick to my stomach, and I, which is weird because I really? like, love <sighs> horror. I love like gory horror, and I don't like cartoons. And yet we know. <laughs> and yet I love Invincible, and the violence. I mean, it just—it's really effective for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also. Um, I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I know. I was gonna say part of it to me too is the, because I know that there's, sometimes there's a, there's this kind of back and forth about the casting kind of movie actors or on-screen actors for animated voiceover parts. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are so many talented voice actors out there. And I can, you know, sometimes I can can kind of see that. I think that there are a lot of actors that cross over. Clancy Brown, who is in this, (laughs) does both very effectively. Um, But one thing that really struck me and I think really contributes to the kind of the success of it is how good... Uh, Stephen Yeun and J.K. Um, Simmons, mm. both of them are in those characters. Right. Like, you know, even though they are, I would primarily know them as, like, on-screen actors, like, as voice actors, they sell both those characters in every single moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was really impressed, especially, with, you know, with Simmons as just... I'm used to him being kind of irascible, but not like horrible. <laughs> right. And and the tough thing is that he's very, even though he's not like a, 
he's not the most famous actor. Like, he's not a movie... I mean, I, I, he's amazing. But, like, he's not, like, the most famous actor, most recognizable actor necessarily. But, like, he is... Or, sorry, let me, let me rephrase. He's not the most famous actor, but he is very recognizable. Right. In a way that, like, you hear his voice and you know... Even if you don't, you can't... You don't know who he is. You know right. you've seen and heard him before. Right. Um, but despite that, he's able to provide yep. a, a really good performance where I, you know... I'm able to buy that he's this, you know, upsetting and evil, but not in a way where it's like mustache twirly. It's like, no, I understand his reasoning. Like, I don't, obviously I don't agree with it, but I get it. And, and like for him to kind of sell the, the, the emotional arc in the, in the season finale, which, Mm, you know, leads him to leave, which I was like. Sort of sell that. I liked it. I thought it was 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 effective. That was very Robert Kirkman-esque, but I liked it too because (laughs) I like Robert Kirkman. I mean, Dustin, I I hate to break the... uh, I I don't want to break this news to you, but Robert Kirkman is involved. (laughs) It's true. true. (laughs) And the original comic. Yeah. And I love Kirkman. I do, I do, I do. I love Kirkman. But I also know, like, his weaknesses, which is, like, that. That wasn't like a, a a logical conclusion to that. Yeah, he had a memory right. and was just like, right, I can't right, do right. this and flew off into space. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean it was an easy way out, but I also think it it only works because you know he'll be back. Like if that right. was genuinely right. like and this crisis is resolved and these characters will never come into conflict again, like that right. would not work. Yeah, but the fact uh, that it's like, oh no, it's okay for today. <laughs> It for yeah, like they're gonna have two more seasons, and that dude is definitely coming back, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably with his entire race. Yeah, um, yeah, I like I I did really kind of like the end after the horrible violence, where it kind of like lightens back up, and it's like okay, and life will go on. There's all these other enemies. Seth Rogen's right. alien character is back, and like you know. Right. I did love their, yeah, the around the world where they're like, remember all the characters that you met? Don't worry, they're all still plotting whatever they're plotting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they'll, you know, they might come back next season. It'll be cool. Um, I, so I, I had kind of an interesting relation with the show just as a viewer where I, I enjoyed it and then I actually put it aside for a few weeks. So I, I watched kind of the last four all in a row. Um, and I didn't put it aside for any reason other than just, I had other stuff that I was kind of busy with. Um, and it was, it's interesting because I don't know, I think I enjoyed it more binging it or binging at least the last few, Hmm. um, versus like, it's a, which is weird because I don't, there's so much violence that I feel like, even though it's animated, that... I don't know that I... Like, I don't know if it sat well with me, like, all the violent... Like, it, I might have been like, oh, I, I, I don't want to sit through more of this, but also it's already playing, so whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think I enjoyed the end run more as a binge. Yeah. Um, and I I don't have more articulate words than that, but... Well, it may no, it's funny. a good arc, like, yeah. the last yeah. few episodes or so, yeah. yeah. But it also was funny. So I think we got three episodes when it launched. Mm-hmm. So we could kind of have a mini binge. And I right. breezed through them. 
you know, yeah. and granted, the first episode is a little draggy until that last scene. Right. But once you kind of know what the show is capable of, you kind of you consume it uh, w- with awareness. Right. Um, and so, you know, that that popped up in the next couple episodes. And I do think cause it's like a shorter each episode is a little bit shorter. Yeah, I I kind of wish they'd done the almost like the HBO Max model. <laughs> Where it's like, take a show and just release like eight episodes in three weeks. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And that's like it. Three, like three, three, two or something like that. Yeah. Like, um, I do think because it, there's that balance between like, can it sustain week to week the conversation? And I feel like Invincible didn't. Mm-hmm. It was still really good, but it and and not having it like I wouldn't want to binge it all in a week. Right. But I do think, yeah, like having a couple episodes to watch in a chunk would be nice. Um, because yeah, there was a, there was a middle chunk where like people just kind of stopped talking about it until yeah, the yeah. finale. Yeah. So. And I it's nothing know. against the show. So like, I mean, no. it's still entertaining in the middle, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we also stopped talking about it. Yeah. We like, now, we didn't. So. Um, and I think that's part of it. Like I kind of had forgotten how much, how many adventures kind of happened in the middle drag of the show mm-hmm. um, until that around the world segment. You kind of go, oh, yeah, that villain and that <laughs> right. villain and right. that villain. And we had entire arcs with all of those guys and I had forgotten it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, like a lot happened this season. Yeah. And there was so. a whole robot subplot that like kind of became a like a thing. It, it, it made sense at the end. of like, oh, that's why he's oh, yeah. that's yeah. Um, yeah, oh yeah, can we, yeah, let's address the fact that, <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about this, so Robot was doing a bunch of sketchy stuff, and it was so right. that he could create a, a clo- like a body to move his mind into, so it's like uh-huh. a little clone body using the, the clone bros right. um, to build it for him, but the base for the body he has created for himself is Rex, <laughs> so it's the Jason Mansukis character, right. and right. I think the worst part. But he has it like created as like, like a teenager, thir- yeah, like a teenager, yeah. like a young yeah. teenager to match Monster Girl. Yeah. And I'm just so upset because they didn't continue having Jason Mansukis do the voice. <laughs> Because I would love him to just like, yeah, like pretend to be a little kid or like, you know, inhale some big mouth. Yes. (laughs) Well, then he still would have the same Jason Mendoza's voice, which is fine. I think that's actually okay. But Um, it really throws me when it's like, you know, that they are the same character and it's two different actors. And I'm like, you could just have Mendoza do both. (laughs) Right. Oh, that would be so that would be that would really add a layer of mindfuckery to that. Yeah. To, like those arguments when he's like, "Why does he sound like me?" <laughs> yeah, like why does he? <laughs> why did you choose me? But also because they they no longer because I think it's no longer uh, Zachary Quinto because I think Quinto is doing the voice of the Quinto robot. Doing the, right, Quinto is the robot, and then um, who's doing the kid? It was it was, it was another actor. It was another yeah. actor, and I'm blanking yeah. on it right now, but. Um, just saying that I will admit that was a wasted opportunity. Mm, that's a good. That is a good point. That would have been great. Um. <laughs> also, can we also talk about the poor guy, the the one Guardians of the Globe that got revived and got <laughs> killed again, and now he's being revived again? Like, right. <laughs> you see him uh, in the lab, and they're putting him back together for like a third time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of great that they that they brought him in, and then just was like. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna come in and then like he and then he dies again. <laughs> and, yeah, like, like he's, supposed to, be, he's be... supposed to be immortal, and then right. he just dies again. His name is literally like the immortal or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Head knocks off. Yeah. Um, uh, but it got renewed for two and seasons two and three. Yes. So Sweet. it will be it will be back. Dustin will watch more cartoons, which is great. That's right. <laughs> He'll love it. I really like Kirkman. I don't... Did you guys watch Outlet... Uh, wait, what was that Cinderback show called? Damn it. Oh, no, his other... I, I remember what it was. I don't... It was really good for, like, an exorcist show. Yeah. It had it had Patrick Fugit. <laughs> cool. Am I saying it? Saying that wrong? I don't know. I don't know. No, I was just more like, I don't... I feel like you were waiting for a response, and I didn't know what response would be appropriate. Um, I didn't watch it. Sorry. Oh, it's good. Outcast and Cinemax is probably on HBO Max now, since they... I think they moved their Cinemax stuff over finally. Not everything, though. Oh, that's too bad. It depends. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. Um... But yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, much like I didn't watch Shadow and Bone. So this is you a really conversation. Huh? I'm going to really not know. I don't, I, I don't have a lot to say. I just wanted to sort of express. Tell us all your feelings about Ben Barnes. No, I, I didn't love <laughs> Ben Barnes. I, like you, love. How dare you, Dustin? Jesper. Is that Jesper? Oh, my God. That yes. Wow. That guy's oh, amazing. Right. Oh, He's so good. Okay, so if yeah, so if you haven't seen the show, he's the sharpshooter who um, is just very. He, I mean, he's very pretty, but that's not the point. He's he's just very. I mean, sorry. Yeah, it, it it's all it's all the point. Um, but he's very confident, and like his swagger, and he's got the goat, and he's just shooting things, and he's got like a gambling addiction, and he's just so much fun. Did, did you guys freeze? I didn't. <laughs> I But then I thought I did, so I was about to send you a message. Because just We're nobody was talking. Because <laughs> you stopped, and I was like, wait, it got real quiet. Well, what I was happened? just like, I kind of assumed Dustin would... I, to like, Dustin. Ju- I thought we were going to have a little, you know... Yeah, that's why I was yeah. wondering what happened. I think we... I bet I, we lost Dustin. Yeah, I think we, we lost we, him. New Dustin's coming in. Uh-oh. Coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. We're keeping all of that in. Um, Great. There was an uncomfortably long silence because Tori, Tori like made a point and then I didn't know what she was talking about. So I was just going to sit there and let, let you talk Dustin. And I got excited and I accidentally pulled my cord out. <laughs> I really like Jesper. That was the point. Yes. We, we've come full circle. Excellent. Um, that that was all that's you watch the whole show and that's all you have <laughs> i hear there's a goat that is popular milo yes like a, okay a comfort goat goat yeah oh, it, okay. it's actually it's cute so he he's brought in kind of as a weird gag um but then he he keeps popping up in the show and he like mm. he becomes por- important to a different character like many episodes later 
Um, so he ends up like what seems like a random kind of one off thing is like he he has an arc. Not I mean, not his character. He's just a goat. But like he carries over throughout the story of the season. Right. And he yeah, he becomes part of another story arc. Yeah. Like he. That's um, cool. So Jesper, he's Jesper's comfort goat for this one like dangerous thing that they do. Um, and then he becomes very like enamored of the goat and he has to go on a mission and he has to leave it behind. So he leaves it in this town, but he hangs up one of his bullets from a cord around the goat's neck. And then like at the end of the season, um, another character, Mal, who's like the romantic lead, um, that's not Ben Barnes, uh, is like handcuffed in a tent <laughs> and the guard falls asleep and then Milo the goat walks by chewing grass <laughs> and he lures the goat in, takes the bullet, uses it to blow up his uh, handcuffs and escape. But it's all thanks to the goat. Wow. Yeah, and and uh, Mal is not a great character. That's, no. Yeah. He I, was worse in the books. Really loved the Grisha healer that was the slate with the slaver. Her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nina mm -hmm. or whatever her name is. Yeah. yeah. I love her a lot. And uh, I like the guy who should have been played by uh, Killian Murphy. Uh, and Ben Barnes, he was okay. Oh, my God. I don't know what's wrong with you. I didn't, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't do anything for me. Well, I mean. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so you didn't even respond to his looming. I'm known, but I will. It was like I don't like fantasy. Uh, so when I like fantasy, it's like a really good show. I think so. Yeah, I really like the show. So if you don't like fantasy, I think you would still like Shadow and Bone. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm impressed. What did you That's... think about The Witcher? I can't remember. I ended up liking The Witcher a lot too. Unfortunately. <laughs> Why, unfortunately? Well, it was it was because I watched it in one sitting and I couldn't stop oh. watching. And by the end of it, I was like, I don't know what I watched and I don't know if I like it or not, but I can't stop watching it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But in this, is this based on a YA novel? Series? Um, yeah. It, it series. is YA? Yeah, it's YA fantasy yeah. I think it leans heavier into the fantasy than strictly why. I mean, it's got kind of like the love triangle, which isn't a triangle because it's just Mal and, yeah. you know, but it's, I, 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 to me, I don't know. Yeah. It's a YA fantasy. I don't really with that. like any of the three leads that much. They're fine. <laughs> well, so what's interesting is, like I was t talking about last week, it's, they kind of took so the Grishaverse is two sets of novels. There's the trilogy about the Sun Summoner and, and the Grisha and like all those guys. And then there's the Kaz, Jesper, Inej. Those are like two books about like them and their heists. Oh. So there, it's literally like there's something for everyone. If you're into the romance, it's the Shadow and Bone books. If you're into the heist stuff, it's like Six of Crows or whatever. But they took both sets of novels and tried to string them together into one cohesive narrative. I thought they did a good job of like merging those. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, but I do think that's part of it is like, if you're not that into the romance, at least you've got the other stuff. <laughs> like, and if you're not into that, then, you, you know, like. But the other stuff, the other stuff I loved a lot because it felt like sort of fantasy Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you a, a, a better view of the world. I think, I, I think mm-hmm. they open up, they open up the world in an interesting way. Um, I do, the more I thought about it though, I think the one problem with that is that it takes away, like you kind of get that the main characters are soldiers, but what the war is, cause it's like, there's this fold tearing the country in, in half and that makes everyone fight. And it's just like the political landscape makes no sense to me. And they just keep naming off countries that they're apparently at war with, Right. Yeah. but right. you have no sense of why, no. um, so you, you kind of sacrifice a bit of that world building, um, but I think that what the heist characters do is give you a bit more of the the social um, class structure and yeah, I don't know. I liked it overall. Mm, me too. Mm. <laughs> and I haven't seen it, but that's uh, that's fine. That's, yeah, it's okay. You can't see everything. Uh, no. And that's uh, look, you you on listen to Tori and Dustin anyway. They know way more about TV than me, so it's, it's really sad because I would have thought if you were yeah. not watching Shadow and Bone, it was because you were catching up on Kung Fu, but you but haven't no. seen that either. Wow. There's just a lot of television out there to watch, and it's you can't you can't catch it all, you know. Hmm. Um, you know what I did watch, kind of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the latest episode of The Nevers. <laughs> Dan, one of these days, we're going to let you just pick the entire episode, everything no, look, that I, we watched. I watched the whole episode, but I was also distracted, and it was kind of like a, like a, did I watch it right before we started recording? Maybe. <laughs> was I also doing other things? Possibly. Did I read Dustin's recap? Yes, I did. <laughs> so. I heard stuff uh, was going on with Mary Bright. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Congratulations, Justin. I had uh-huh. no idea. No yeah. idea. Sorry, before the podcast started, I, I, I gently pointed out to Dustin that uh, the character's name is Mary Brighton, and <laughs> every recap, he's, he calls it's, her Mary Bright. It just makes so much sense. Only I, because you watch the show at like 1.5 speed. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it just sounds like she looks like a Mary Bright. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. I'm really um, enjoying the show. And I, I, even though I don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, where is it? Like, I it's just. I, things happen and I can't follow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, look, I may have been distracted uh, watching this week's episode and I got to the end and I was like, wait, what? Who's, how? I, I, I need to watch it. Oh, again, but so that, I'm not, I'm not Mary Brighton's that. little uh, song was translated uh, for Amalia and she realized that the song was directed toward her and it was telling her right. probably about the thing that's buried underground that Dr. Haig is trying to dig up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, the alien fish thing. Right. The big egg. Yeah. Yeah. So she, or whatever it was. That yeah. totally. Yeah, that was definitely that. Like you're not but then 
And that I understand. But like the stuff with Lucy, what was the stuff with Lucy laid in prior to this episode? Not really. No, that was no. kind of okay. Okay, because it, it felt I was like, wait, how? When did this happen? I still oh. don't understand how she figured it out. Right. Like yeah. they had a whole like, this is how I figured it out conversation, and I couldn't <laughs> follow any of it. Okay, good. So it's not just the fact that I only have one. No, that did Very not make thing. a lot of sense. But yeah. that that uh, scene between uh, Amalia and uh, Pip Torn's Lord Masson, that back and forth, that yeah. was so, so mm-hmm. good. He is, we so were talking, good. he's doing a lot of work on this show. Like, yeah. he's just, yeah. actually, and, and, and Amalia True, too, like, those two characters are, they make the show work. Mm-hmm. I and, love them. And Johnny Nimble. Who, yeah, showed up this time. <laughs> Who I think uh, should have a spinoff with Jesper. Oh, my God. They would be so great I know, together. Right? I know. Oh, they would look so dapper. And they'd, I know. Oh, <laughs> they'd run the underworld. <laughs> they, can bri- they could bring Nick Frost. It'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't. Yeah, a lot of things happen in the show that I don't quite follow. <laughs> The whole scene where they were talking about everyone who could be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a little conference and they're going over a list of who could possibly have um, sold out or, or like somehow organized the murder of, of Mary Brighton. And the, like literally that entire scene, I was like, I don't know why you suspect any of these people. Like, I know why I would suspect them, but I can't follow your logic on any single one of these points. Mm-hmm. But it's entertaining, and they're very good characters, and I feel like there's going to be a cool sort of reveal at some point that will make some of this work. Or maybe not. I don't know. I also feel like it's a little... Uh, didn't he Whedon do Age of Ultron? Yeah. Yes. I feel like there's some of that in here that I don't love, but we'll see. What, what parts are you referencing? Um... Just the whole—I don't—I don't know how to explain it. Um, I—I I, the, the, I don't know. I don't know. I can't—I <laughs> can't articulate that either. But I kept thinking about it. Yeah, like I—I <laughs> I don't like Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't either. But I feel like there's the touched. In a way, is uh, the Ultron to Lord Masson a little, but maybe there's like some civil war going on here too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think where I get tripped up, and I'm always curious how much of it is is Whedon and how much of it is the people, the other writers and other kind of you know people behind the scenes working on it. Because like like the scene in the beginning where the woman's freezing the grapes Mm -hmm. and talking about how, like, you know, she can't go to school and she can't become a barrister because she's a woman and all this stuff. And it was just, we don't know enough about her character. And it was not, it was so on the nose. Yes. Like, she gets 30 seconds of screen time and it's just to go, like, there's no justice for us because we're not a part of the system. And it's like, that's a slogan for a (laughs) T-shirt. 
Yes. <laughs> like, not a character who has barely spoken on screen before now. Mm-hmm. But turning um, the grapes into glass was cool. Was very cool. Um, so there's a lot of these moments that are a little bit jarring where it's like, I, I, it's not like I disagree with the politics of it, and I like that the show is doing it. Um, it's just sometimes it's so consciously doing it that it's jamming it into parts where I'm, where it's like the show already has enough going on. Right. Like you've got like half a dozen enemies. Like who, what is happening? Right. I also think that uh, the Chalamet is uh, Whedon's wannabe stand-in. Like he's the guy that, I, you know, I'm sorry, I want to earn back your trust. Oh, you're calling him Chalamet because yeah. he—you think of him as Timothy Chalamet. Well, he's a Chalamet kind of character. <laughs> so, um, Augie, his name's Augie like, Bidlow. Augie, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. It took me a second because I was like, "Who the hell is Chalamet?" In this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's got like the floppy hair and emotions. I can yeah, see that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's still, it's like really entertaining because the performers are very entertaining and some of the action is really great. It does right. remind me of Winona Earp, in which, it, which was also very entertaining. The characters were great, but also didn't make sense a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't know how you do the recaps because I couldn't explain this to save my life. Uh, I, had, I had to watch it a couple of times. Do you think, Dustin, that your comprehension would be improved if you did not watch it at an accelerated rate. Now, the answer is maybe not because Tori and I are also confused. (laughs) But I like the fact that... I mean, yeah, I I think that's the question. Could you think if you're watching it more quickly, you're saving time, but if you have to then watch it multiple times... Right. And you could have gotten everything in one go, you're actually no longer... Like, if you'd watched it at normal speed, you're not actually saving yourself any time. Right. I think I would probably watch it again anyway, or parts of it anyway. Yeah. You, like, watch it once to see what happens, and then a second time for, you know, comprehension. Yeah. I I, I totally do that, too. I don't do it with most shows, just shows that I'm (laughs) recapping. Right. So, uh, The Nevers and Manifest. That's right. You watched Manifest <laughs> multiple times. That right. that makes me so happy. <laughs> That's amazing. I do go back right, well, and do Manifest again in order to like get screenshots. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Wait, so how many more episodes? This was what, episode four of So there's just two left. There's mm-hmm. two left in this like Half they're gonna part. do like two six episode chunks i believe right right part one and then part two or whatever yeah but do we have any idea when part two is coming no i don't think so hmm. so we'll see what they build to but it does seem weeks. like it's enough. just like it seems like a show okay. that takes a lot to produce yeah oh yeah i mean looking at the if you watch the like behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff which they put on um on uh, HBO Max, um, it's it it's a very I mean the the scale of it is impressive, regardless like all the time. Um, yeah. And it's um, yeah so I mean it's it's very impressive and enjoyable in a lot of ways even even though we do joke about it. <laughs> 
how much we're comprehending what's going on. <laughs> I'm just saying they could have like a couple less villains. Like we haven't even seen mm. um, the doctor, the lobotomy guy. Oh yeah, when was the last time we saw him? Doctor Hate, yeah. Two, maybe. I think it was two. Yeah. And then yeah. we've only seen Nick Frost in one and three, yeah. I think. Yeah. So we also don't really know what's going on with him. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with him. And I don't know, are we supposed to think Malady is maybe not that bad or not? She's, like, clearly a murderer. Right. But she's also sort of, like, she clearly comes from wherever Amalia does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't wonder. I'm I very confused. She's a murderer that we will ultimately sympathize with, perhaps. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, yep. we'll find out. Um, two more episodes, and then, uh, and then you know, and then TBD. Uh, you know what is not no longer? Oh God, that was a terrible sentence. <laughs> you know what is? You know what is no longer TBD? The whiskey drink pants. <laughs> Is the game. Yes. We have a game this week, which I had last week. We do. It's the same game that I was going to play last week, which I had planned, but then, you know, stuff got busy. and that's Untitled Rabbit Hole? It's not Untitled Rabbit Hole. Oh. It's Untitled uh, Celebrity Alcohol Game. Oh. So uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago on the on the show about celebrity alcohols, and that made me think, oh, what if I tried to make you guys guess which one is who? So okay. Um, so that's what's happening here. Uh, I'm gonna name a. I think naming the alcohol is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. And then I'll I'll drop hints uh, as because it's it's insane to be like whose alcohol is it unless you know maybe you do. Um, but I'll, I'll drop some hints and be like, uh, it's, uh, this person's famous for this. And then you can, you know, guess. All right. All right. So that's the game. It's very simple. Uh, let's start with a real basic one, um, that I think everybody should know. Of course. Is, uh, the brand Skinny Girl. Who created oh, Skinny Girl? Bethany Frankel. Correct. Oh, I had Boy, no idea. I had no idea. Um. Really? Dustin, are you not up on your fancy... No. Skinny girl margaritas? Yeah, the... Yeah. I had a friend who would always buy bottles of those, and we would drink them. (laughs) I drank a lot of skinny girl margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tori has a point. It is 1-0 Tori. Um, I don't know what we're playing to. I don't have that many, so we'll we'll just see what we get to. (laughs) Um, We might get to five. We will see. Uh, all right, this is another very easy one because it's very famous. Uh, aviation Gin. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Come on, you gotta uh, give me that. Tori Come on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give you that. I was being respectful. behind Tori. I didn't want to cut you off. You didn't want to cut me off? Yes. Well, Tori answered first is what I heard. So Tori gets um, a point. I had to be quick because I knew Dustin was ready with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like, I knew that the was The only one his. I know. I know. Dustin, this is not... First of all, this is not a uh, you don't you don't get points for being polite here in the game. Two yeah. <laughs> zero Tory. Um, here's another one that's probably easy. Uh, Casamigos Tequila. Uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. No. Clooney. 
Yeah. Correct. Clooney. Dustin gets it. Um, the I'm actually one. kind of impressed that you got that because I don't. I mean, I I don't know how to identify that as Clooney other than the fact that I have the answer in front of me. Um, well, I know he has a big alcohol that he sold for like a billion dollars. Oh, okay. Um, well, there you go. Um, this one should be. I, I'm, I'm going to tilt this one a little bit. I'm going to give you a pre a pre hint. Uh-oh. Tori really should get this point. <laughs> if Tori doesn't get it, then we'll see. Because it's the one I already drank. Oh, did you? I don't know. Maybe. Um, oh. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Mulholland Distilling. Uh, oh, David is it Lynch? David Lynch? No. Kyle That's McLaughlin? <laughs> Incorrect. No. Mulholland Distilling. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? This could also be a Dustin one because the actor who owns this is on a Dustin show, but is also a Tory favorite. Hmm. Oh, God. There's so much information going on yeah, here. Yeah, it's a little I bit don't... too much. Um, what's a, All right. Let me think of a role that I can place this Mulholland. actor in that is not like, uh, that is not too uh, Justin Thoreau? No. Correct. Uh, this actor was on Community, administering lie detectors. Oh, Walton Goggins. Correct. No. Yeah. Oh. Mulholland Distilling is Walton Goggins. That makes Goggins sense. Is? Wow. Um, Goggins is liquor company. I believe they make bourbon, but uh, or whiskey. Because it's L.A., so would it be bourbon? It's whiskey. Anyway, they make alcohol. <laughs> whiskey um, drink. There you go. Uh, three to one Tory. Um, let's see. Did I ever tell you that I may have seen Walt Goggins in person once? <laughs> <laughs> may have? He's very well, distinctive. So here's, no, so here's the thing, is that I, I, I was out to dinner with a friend of mine once, this years ago, and, and then, and, uh, my friend was like, that's that guy, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And we look over, and it's someone who is very recognizable as an actor. And my friend was like, no, that's the guy from The Shield, meaning Walton Goggins. And I'm like, no, that's Jeremy Davies. And who don't look anything alike. <laughs> no, no. And we could not agree if we saw Walton Goggins or Jeremy Davies. <laughs> and I'm convinced it was Jeremy Davies. And she's convinced it was Walton Goggins. And I mean, either way. It's still a cool yeah, it's a sighting. Good sighting. But... Either way. Either way is a good sighting, but right. I don't know who I saw. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. I may have seen Walton Goggins in person once. Um, anyway, three to one, Tori. Um, all right, let's see if this one works. Uh, it might not because the actor's name is in the title, so I have to blank it out. <laughs> so it's blank blanks, meaning the name, premium limoncello. Oh, Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Correct. Tori got it. Oh, come on, I was in first. Come on. What? You, no, you were not in you first. You were not. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm on a, I'm you on a were, delay I'm here. I'm biased, but you, I definitely said you, it first. Your, uh, your pings are equivalent, and so <laughs> you're at an equal disadvantage. Uh, that's correct. Danny DeVito's premium limoncello, which I did not know about until I... Uh, well, you just associate... This. Danny DeVito with limoncello because he got drunk on limoncello and showed up on a like Good Morning America or something. 
that is the story that all the listicles cited yeah. as yeah. to why he created a limoncello brand. That but that's also sense. brilliant. Like you embarrass yourself and you just own it, literally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just make probably a lot of money off of it. Yeah. All right. Four to one, Tori. We are nearing the end. Oh dear. Um, Let's see. Uh, I mean, in that Tori is dominating the game, despite the fact that Dustin, Dustin cheats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dustin cheats. I mean, Dustin, you've tried to claim victory twice uh, when you were very that's true. Come second on. place. If that's not cheating, I don't know what is. Uh, how about this? Uh, Heaven's Door the Rock. Whiskey. No. Incorrect. Damn it. He's got one. No, it's Terramana <laughs> was his, because I drank that. Oh. Heaven's Door. Heaven's um, Door Whiskey. Uh, that okay, name whiskey. might be uh, might be important to identifying the owner. The owner. Yes. The but it's not a, a cult. Heaven's Gate cult. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a cult. That was Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Door. Something that involves Heaven's Door. Maybe. Axel Rose. That not, is not, not incorrect. Gonna... Oh, Eric Clapton. No. That is also incorrect. And I'm weeping for all three of us. We're yeah. supposed to. Dustin, you literally sang it. I said... Tub thumper? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets this one. It's Bob Dylan. Bob oh. Dylan. You said knock, know, knock, knock on heaven's door. And yet you did not get to Bob Dylan. Oh, right. that was Nobody him? Gets oh, the shit. Oh. Yeah. My, uh, okay. Um, my I'm wife, glad that you at least got to musicians, but, you know. My wife once uh, told me a story about her ex-boyfriend, and they went to a uh, uh, Dylan concert, and he mm-hmm. sang that song, and uh, her boyfriend said, oh, my God, he's covering the Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> and they never spoke <laughs> That's again. Right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, at least that explains why you would make that reference, Dustin. Um but still four to one. Uh, let's see if we can get Tori the win here because, uh, you know, this game's gone on long enough. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't read my handwriting. Um, okay. Long Branch Bourbon. Long, Long branch. branch. Yeah, that's not very helpful. So let me see if I can <laughs> give you something that will, um, that will uh, help you out. Uh, how about this? It is, uh, I will say this, it's, it's all right, this bourbon. Matthew McConaughey. Correct. Wow. I got my, uh, reference, um, which is unfortunate because we really wanted Tori to win there. I know. Uh, I was about to say it, but he, he got it. He got it. That's fair. Dustin understood. Uh, four to two Tori. Um, how about this one? Uh. Fresh fine wine, which is not a helpful name. Uh, no. Fran Drescher. No, but that would be great if it was, wasn't it? Uh, let me see if I can figure out how to give you a hint. Um, there are actually two owners. Okay. Uh, one of them was uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. No. <gasps> oh wait. But that would be good. Oh, there was some new wine that just came out, and it's two women who own it. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, they're two CW stars. Maybe. And one of them is, oh, 
Oh, or one of... Oh. <laughs> is one of them the chick from Vampire Diaries? No. And what is that actress's name? If I have no idea. she were involved here. Is it Jensen Ackles' wife? No. no. no it's well, beard. first of all, you would have to name her yeah. as a person. <sighs> I know. But okay. Well, our name's something. Daniil Ackles. No. <laughs> uh, incorrect. Not her. Good guess, but incorrect. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, I do not ever remember her name. I always mm-hmm. want to call her Eliza Dushku because it's not her. That's not her. <laughs> wow. Um, um, and I then think... she did it with another woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm blanking on both of them. I'm so sorry. All right. I am. I'm awarding no points. Yeah, no points. Uh, but, but Tori, you were so close. Yeah. Because just... you were correct. It was Nina Dobrev no, no. from, oh, yes. from uh, Vampire Diaries. And who was and the other she... one? She created with Julianne Huff. Oh yeah, Julianne yeah, Huff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. From Dancing with the Stars. Right, right, right. Yes. Well, and so you were from Rock of Ages. So close. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> you were very close, and Thank you, you even described everything about it. Pretty much right, but you could not get the name. Could not remember. Um, I don't remember so their names. That's okay. <laughs> Good job, Tori. You prolonged the game. Oh Jesus. <laughs> If you just right. let me say Matthew McConaughey last time. If you just about? let me have Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, did, I right. thought you wanted Ryan Reynolds. Both of them. Why both of them? Should be four to two me right now. Mm. No. All right. How about this? Uh, Virginia Black American Whiskey. <laughs> um, that Virginia is not Black. helpful at all. No. I don't think that name's going to help you at all. Uh, mm-hmm. How about this? The fact that this whiskey, despite being called Virginia Black American Whiskey, is owned by a Canadian. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Incorrect, but good guess. I'm Seth, gonna I'm gonna give you more Seth uh, Rogen more hints. Incorrect. Seth Rogen, obviously, is big in the pot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this Canadian is a singer, but also has done television. So not Celine Dion. Mm, not Celine Dion. Um, what has... Alanis? No. No. Uh, <laughs> this Canadian singer slash actor was on a little show called The Grassy The Next Generation. Okay. Oh, Drake. Correct. It's Drake. <laughs> I don't know why his thing is named Virginia Black American Whiskey, but it's his. Of... Why does he, he have owns that? It. I don't know. For money, <laughs> I assume. But uh, thank you, Tori. I'm glad that you got that because <sighs> I don't. I don't know anything about Drake beyond that, and I was like, I don't know what my other. I don't know anything about Drake beyond that. Be. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some memes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and. That's the game. Tori wins five to two. Uh, Dustin, nice try, but mm-hmm. good luck next time. Um, and I'm really proud that I scooped Ryan Reynolds. I'm. That was that was great. Rudely scooped. In any event, that's the show. Uh, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. We, we had a game. full show. We a game. game. Congratulations. Uh, we'll be back next week with more television. Just a game. There's a lot. 
There's <laughs> just a game. There's a lot of TV next week. We're gonna, there'll be there'll be more kung fu to talk about. There will be more kung fu to talk about. There will be um, Mythic Quest. I'm sure right. we'll talk about that. Another yes. double episode of Manifest. Uh, another episode of Manifest. <laughs> uh, more than ever is possibly. We'll see, and you'll hear it all here on Podjibas. Have a good night. Good night, good night everybody. All right.